Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Big Weekly Blend Radio Show. Today is all about summer. Summer is here. It is warm, y'all. I'm telling you, we're traveling across the country. Nancy and I are traveling. It's warm, um, and we love it. And the days are longer, which means we can drive further. And um, I don't know, you just don't run out of energy in summer as much as you do in winter. For some reason, in winter, we just want to curl up and go, okay, I'm done after a few hours. But it is summer. It is time to play. And uh, today's show, or I should say this week's show, very excited to have Joey Stuckey back on the show. Joey is here every fourth Sunday. In fact, he scooted Nancy out of her chair today. No, he didn't. Nancy, Nancy's <laughs> hanging out with some dogs. She she let the dogs out. That's what happened, Joey. <laughs> Who <laughs> let the dogs out? I think that song ends up on every playlist for this show. Why would it not? <laughs> I love that. Listen, Joey, I know that you direct bands, you produce, you record. Everyone, joeystuckey.com, go to the website. Um and, you know, you know about music, but I have actually managed to teach dogs to bark in time with the song when they go, who let the dogs out? Urf, urf. I have actually taught dogs to bark with the song at the right time. So, so, so as the that's kids my new say, talent. As the kids would say, pics or it didn't happen. Do you have video? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Well, I, I actually should, do. I, have a, I think you should I have post that. I think you should post that with our playlists and stuff. I will. I'll see what I can do. It was on my old phone, but I'll do it. I'll see what yeah. I can find out. But I do well, actually I have video excuses. of it. Okay. I, don't I think excuses. I could I do that. <laughs> I think I could do that with the dogs we have that we're taking care of now. You know, so I just got to re regroup here. Nancy I and mean, I. Is it, is it Pavlovian mm -hmm. conditioning or how are you doing this? Um, like, are you, are you like quite a, frankly, a treat or how do you? <laughs> well, this started with um, two collies and then the Gus bucket, which is like a little Maltese poodly mm. Gus bucket. We call him Gussie. He's a furry little boy. Yeah. Two collies up in Madison, Wisconsin. We spent a winter, well, five weeks of winter snow with them in Ugh. so inside the house. And so, and we walked in when we couldn't without sliding and slipping. And I learned about shoveling like real snow, not California snow. Right, right. Two different right. things very um, different. at this pet set. And um, so I would run around every morning. As soon as I put that song on, they knew it was their song. And then we did it recently with some other dogs in Edmond, Oklahoma. And they did it too. And I went, oh, hmm. there is a, they knew there was like a command, call and command. So I think it happens even timing. People know this who probably train dogs for a show and uh, for sheep herding and stuff like that. Yeah. But it kind of happens naturally. And so Whenever we pet sit and they have an Amazon or Google music player in the house, it's like, who let the dogs out? That's it. And nice. so it's our, it's the call that and they know, like yeah. and they dance, they know it's playtime and we run around the house like crazy people. And I love it. Well, it's, it's it a is, thing. music is, you know, a, a primal part of our existence. Um, and, you know, as much as science is a desire to understand our universe and, and how it was created and things like that and how it functions. Music is a primal way of, of exploring our life uh, in a different way, what it, what it means to be human, what it means to be alive. 
Uh, mm -hmm. And so there's plenty of evidence that suggests that, you know, music obviously was was uh, originally a religious experience. It was a way to try and communicate with something divine. And then, of course, it became more. So I think there is a primal, uh, you know, reptilian brain, if you will, if you will uh, side of music. And then there's the more refined intellectual side as well. But you, you have a visceral response to music that's that's that is not of the higher consciousness if you know what i mean animals so, anyway. do too yeah animals yeah, so do. That's, if that's you watch what... birds birds will sway their heads according to music um well, I've, I've... I've played music to plants they respond yeah i've you know and our horses used to used to respond to music nancy um and nancy will be back soon everyone she is just she is hanging out with dogs and have and she is playing we let the dogs out and yeah. we have some oh, announcements naturally. coming up um from yeah. our side from joey's side but um when we lived in South Africa and had our horses, Nancy's horse, Surtees, was a retired show horse. And nice. so he was he came to us as kind of like put him to pasture, have a good time, take Nancy out on a ride or because that was really how it was. He was yeah. a huge Flemish cart horse nice. and um, named after the race car driver, Surtees. And we had jumps around in the paddock corral in this country. Yeah. He said paddock. And um, not, none of us were serious about that. We, we don't. We, we just hang out with the animals, but he would run and do the jumps. He loved horse jumping. He loved to jump and he would do it on his own. And we would play Bruce Springsteen was his thing. You what, could play any song? other music. He, he loved Born in the USA. Yeah. It's really, I, so the, it's the rhythm. And but, um, that, that is the rhythm is very primal. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, melodic structure is more refined via intellect. But 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 the rhythmic rhythm is so primal, and 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 I think the need to emote to say I exist is part of this as well. But yeah, mm. I think animals are totally. I, I've got a cat that uh, I can occasionally uh, get get her into a rhythm of meowing. We call and respond. Well, I'll meow at her, she'll meow back, and we'll do it, you know, in a, in a rhythmic pattern. But it doesn't always work because cats are finicky and they don't mm. like to feel like they're doing what you want. <laughs> See, I, I love this today's show because, or I should say this week's, you know, the big weekly blend, um, yes, because we're week. already off topic. It's well, perfect. That's this is, what happens this when is we the blend. Yeah. It's the blend. But you were talking about summer. Yes, and, and this is exciting. And we've got a playlist that you've, you've created a playlist and we're going to merge our playlist. So we have a, a musical blend for summer, which is yeah, cool. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you something. One of my fondest memory you know I was a very sick child I'm a brain tumor survivor and I was a very sick child almost died a number of times and really had to fight uh just just to get through school and by fight what I mean is just you know my health was so uh, up and down you know it, it was so sporadic that it was really a chore just to get through school now as it happens and I don't know if you know this about me or not I can't remember because uh, we talk about so many things but uh, I graduated high school when I was 14. And um, uh, the reason for that was I was, I skipped several grades because I was, you know, relatively intelligent. Mm -hmm. And I even ended up taking two college courses at the high school that I attended. And the principal said, look, you know, you've passed all your SAT in the 98th percentile. You've taken all the coursework we can offer you. You've taken the two college courses that we offer. You have to go. <laughs> you can't stay here anymore. And uh, so being 14 and, and, and uh, being in the class, well, 18-year-olds is, uh, 
an interesting experience. But my point in saying this is my most fond memories of summer always are associated with two things. And that is the beach where I really feel uh, mm. at one with nature. It, 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 I love the mountains too, but the beach is more, I don't know, just fits my, my spirit. And, and, and the music of summer, I think I remember very vividly, and I can even tell you the year that certain songs came out uh, because I remember them being part of my summer. And, and, and the summer was so joyful. And as a sick child, my doctors actually said, you know, go to the, go to the beach during the summer. We, we had a beach house. And they said, go to the beach and stay there all summer. And, you know, that's going to be the sun, the sea, and the air. It's going to be good for you and help you and, and, um, and all that. And, uh, and we did. And so I love summertime and I love summertime music. So it's, it's you know, the playlist that I've kind of helped create. Oceanside. Yeah, you got Oceanside. the Oceanside song in there. And that, that's an EP, right, that you put it, out. It is. That's well, the title track. You may have done your homework. Yes, it is indeed an EP. I know, it's shocking. Uh, I'm so proud of you. So, um, the, the, and the check's in the mail. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, Oceanside. <laughs> that's because you know, he well, doesn't know where we're going to be next. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I can always say, sorry, I was going to pay you for saying nice things about me, but it must have gotten lost in the post. Um, poor post office. Uh, but anyway, so we Oceanside, though, is, is, is that feeling of joy that I get just by being by the ocean, just sitting there like a big, big uh, lump, <laughs> just listening to, this, to the, the sea and feeling the wind and feeling the sun. But it is, it has uh, in it uh, steel drums. I mean, this is, honestly, mm. gosh, you know, real steel drums. Um, and uh, my dear friend, Miguel Castro, I call him Miguel, not from Cuba Castro, because everybody thinks I'm saying Fidel Castro for some reason. Um, so anyway, it's my southern action, I reckon. But it's, um, it is, yeah, it's got steel drums in it and, and just songs that make me think of summer. Like one of the, one of the songs that I put in the playlist is West End Girls by, by Pet Shop Boys. And I don't know, there's I, just something very vibey, summer vibey about that song. I remember when that came out, I was in South Africa when it came out in the Pet Shop Boys. And it was so funny because I listened to it yesterday on the road when we were driving to Indianapolis and, and it came on and I was like, Oh my gosh. And that, you know, it's so funny because I was going through your playlist and I'm like, we, we, we connected on this song. I was like, they're playing it. And I was just remember because it was very fashionable and people, even the videos, like very fashionable. Like it was that era of fashion yet still summer because you're walking around and, you know, you think about England, right? the yeah. West End, and right. that was, you're walking around, remember Banana Rama came out with a lot of Cruel Summer, you know, it, it, it's- Oh yeah, um, Cruel Summer, oh, you need to put that in the We playlist. gotta add that, I gotta put oh, that on the make list. make a note, make a note. Cr cr cruel Summer, it's going in, but when, I thought that was interesting, you put it in there, but you putting in Oceanside too, you went from the steel drums, Nancy and I love it, we almost missed a cruise ship going back to Florida, we drank too many Bahama Mamas. And there was this incredible band with this young kid playing the steel drums like you wouldn't believe. He was like oh, yeah. four or five I years old. I love those sounds. I love those sounds. And we almost missed our boat, like seriously. Do you and know, I don't think we would have cared. I well, really no, you were too busy jamming. But you know, my birth is attributed to a Bahama Mama. So they can get you in trouble. So you just got to be careful. Yeah. Gotta be a Bahama careful. Mama. I like Bahama. this. I, I like, like this. It. I also like saying Wagamama, which is a great restaurant in the UK that has some good uh, curry. I, okay, so what we're putting in Cruel Summer, this, yeah, this list is going on. Um, but you know, I love that you talk about the beach, 
because and and the healing qualities of it like if yeah. i'm upset and i go to the beach i think it's the rhythm there's, a, there's it's kind of a there. it, there's a very um motherly almost with with I the ocean totally agree i totally agree you know there's, people talk about yeah. mother earth and, and gaia and all these things and i don't know man <clears throat> you know I, I just i just feel something special there i feel i feel more alive and more tapped into the universe at the beach uh, i think the way the land meets the sea and the balance between the two and the, the raw power between the two you've got this immovable object with us being hit by an amazing force i don't know mm. there's something about it there's something about it well i want i want to tell you this um we interviewed a mom oh it was back in oh last year in february um her daughter we did it was about uh, diane shader smith is a mom uh, we watched a documentary done by filmmaker william battersby and it's about her daughter and her daughter was diagnosed um, at the age of three with having cystic fibrosis. And what happened is it really affected her lungs. And she was a very active young kid. And eventually, and she was basic, she learned to live while she was literally dying. Right. And she right. learned to do this from a young age. And the family went, they lived out in, I think in La Jolla area in San Diego, I think it was. Um, and anyway, in the coast, San Diego or Southern California coast and the ocean, going on the ocean when they told her not to was the only thing that made her feel better. And they found out because they used to put her in this like vibrating jacket to move the mucus within her mm. lungs. Right. Because she didn't have like if anyone has asthma, which I know about um, at times in my life, once in a blue moon, then I know I've, I've overexerted myself. Um, it's not funny when someone has that and she basically to breathe and for everything to work in her body had this vibrating jacket as a kid, which hurt her. She went in the ocean and the salt and the documentary is called salt in my soul. Ooh. And it was the ocean that basically kept her alive. Yet, sadly, she passed. And, right. and there's all kinds of reasons why. And, and I encourage people to watch the documentary. It's hard. But she it was about living your life. She ended up still being on sports teams, getting engaged, doing and became this amazing writer That's and cool. environmental writer and a photographer, just as amazing storyteller, which I think is interesting when I think there's so much. And she kept a diary, so the documentary, and, and it was actually a book, is what she wrote through all of her medical procedures, everything she went through. She started as a kid. She kept the password until she died. Yeah. And she knew she was going. Then she said, <clears throat> here's my password. And that's what they published and turned into a documentary. And they that's had amazing. all this family footage. And so it just didn't, this really moved me. So I wanted to go to you back on this with the power of the ocean, because there's something, even Riverside and you know, all of that, yeah. if you're on the lake, all of that kind of connects. There's something <clears throat> with the salt truly that heals. Yeah. Like whenever we got sick or something, we were like, go to the beach, you know, yeah. you'll come back healed. Um, for you, when, cause you've gone through a lot medically and we want to talk about Joey day today yeah. too. Um, you know, going through, you know, everything. I mean, you've been through so much medical hell yeah. that I can't even imagine it's, it's, you know, to me, it's, doctors anything with a white coat 
Maybe it's good you're blind. You don't have to see the white coats, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't have you white coats syndrome. Have, yeah. Yeah, you don't have it like we do, but but I can um, hear how starch the coats are. <laughs> but do you get more introspective? Do you think when you go through these things? I know just some of the medical things yeah. I've gone through in life, there's an introspect that comes to you really quickly. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a little um different, I'll say, because um I I'm I'm, I have a dual nature and part of my nature is extremely extroverted um, where I am, I'm a hugger. Uh, I'm very loud and boisterous. I, I laugh a lot. Um, I'm always you know, animated and talking. And even when I feel bad, only my very closest friends know that I'm having a problem. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I can count on one hand, you know, the people that know, it's like, Hey dude, you all right. You know, uh, and, and, you know, but there's also a reserved introspective side that thinks very deeply. And this is really true. It sounds stupid. So I forgive you if you think this is all nonsense, but, um, the fact is when I wake up in the morning, it takes me about an hour and a half to take all my medicine. I have to take them in specific order with a specific number of minutes between each medicine that I take. And I don't have any diseases, so mm. I'm not treating diseases, but what I'm treating are things that my body should be doing for itself, but it can't because the brain tumor destroyed my entire endocrine system and my pituitary gland and several other glands, so including adrenals and stuff like that. So um, during that time, I'm pretty quiet and I'm very introspective and I think very deeply about whatever's on my mind. And I have gone through, and, I, and so it's about an hour and a half of just very, you know, meditation, if you will. And then the rest of the day, I'm completely just, I don't have to think anymore. I've already thought all the thoughts I needed to think for the day, you know, the, the deep philosophical questions, um, any problems I'm having, I thought about that. My mind works very fast, my mouth works very fast. You know, I talk fast, and sometimes my wife says, slow down. I was like, sweetie. I'm, I can't slow down. You speed up. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like you know. Mm. Uh, so, but the point is, I do think that introspection, the, the extrovert in me, comes from the fact that I love life, and that I love people, and that I take great joy in existing, but not just existing because mere existence is not sufficient. Mm -mm. I have been blessed to live a life that I value. I call that when I do my inspirational talks. I call that a life of intention. And what I mean by that is that I have found a reason to put one foot in front of the other and to fight through whatever issues I have to fight through because I feel like that, that I have a purpose and a mission and a statement and, 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 you know, a life that I value and that brings value to other people's lives. So mm -hmm. that's the, the extrovert part that's joyful. And the introvert part is the part that has been through near-death experiences a number of times has had some really horrific things happen. Um, some, and, and that part of you has to learn to cope very quickly. Um, but that's part of the reason I have such a weird sense of humor because when you've almost died a bunch and you've been sick a lot and you've been rushed to the hospital and the ambulance and all these things, uh, you learn that you might as well laugh because if you're not, you're gonna be crying. And, and, yeah. and that you, you make a choice um, of which one to go with. So yeah, I do think that I don't, not just medical, but I think trauma in, in general 
um, does bring out that thoughtful side because you have to learn to figure out things that are questions that some people maybe don't learn until they're in their 60s or, or maybe never. Um, life has this weird way of making things complicated, but really and truly it isn't. What you have to ask yourself is, am I happy? And if not, why? And they've been willing to do something about it. So for me, yeah. for me, how that works is I make music because I think it matters. I think it's important and, and, I, and I think it has value. And, uh, and then I love people and I choose to surround myself with people like yourself who are just amazing human beings that bless you just by being around them. And that's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time around people that are negative and, you know, God mm -hmm. bless them. But, 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 no. but Joe, Joey Stuckey is a drama-free zone. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you and, and we love spending time with you too. And, and I'm, I'm saying that for Nancy as well. Um, and the dogs just barked in, oh. in, in joy. I think yeah. you, you let the dogs out. I let, um, yeah. You did, you did. But it, but that's the thing. You got to be joyous. And summertime, like spring gets you all you, like man. tingling. Spring gets you all like, ooh, something's coming. And then yeah. summer hits and you're like, and you here know what else is it about, is. What else yeah. is great about summertime? Baseball. Now, technically baseball starts in the spring, but it doesn't really get interesting until you play a couple games. So I think it's about the of, hot dogs at the baseball oh, stadium. Don't get me. Let me I don't care what's in those, I'm eating them. Okay. I don't I mean oh. I know I know that technically they're supposed to be very bad for you. Uh oh well. <laughs> we, no, we like I'm, to talk about sausage and hot dogs are good. Dude, sausage good for is you. the best. I must be a wolfhound because I adore sausage. Uh, I know dogs love sausage, but I, I am a sausage fan, my friend. And, and again, apparently not particularly good for me. But, okay, uh, everyone, yeah. and another link that is going up on our page. And listen, in the show notes, there's a link. I just need to tell everyone this. Please um, explain. We have the, 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 the music playlist goes in the show notes, and we'll give you a link over to our blendradioandtv.com site, where you'll have a link to just about half of everything we're talking about, from catfish to hot dogs. Sausage Day, last year, we did a four-hour podcast series of did sausage cook? did you like cook while you're eating like like cook while no. you're on the podcast well no no but we sang the sausage day song and okay. we had um louisiana represented california uh, england south africa we had we had sausage the global sausage, sausage day the Brits oh yes they sausage. do yeah. yes and they do fact, bangers, one of the big reasons, the big reasons for brexit is because they didn't want the, the your eu to tell them how to do their sausage <laughs> oh my god don't start like don't, listen you take my take your sausage out of okay don't start me do not <laughs> do not start me on the sausage thing because it will wow. it'll go it will go, All I can say it'll is go well. crazy All I can say it'll is go well. crazy but um no so, the so, sausage day but that will that, happen you have to yeah, come on our sausage day show for this year we we do sausage day every year and that's a new thing but I'll hot dogs are part it. of it that is part of it fourth of july people are you know yeah. barbecuing sausage and weenie everybody just wants to have a wiener and who doesn't want to go in the oscar meyer wiener car Dude, like I do, do you think we could start a petition okay to let the blind man in a safe area drive the wiener mobile you've listen you've proven that you can drive everyone the blind man driving song which is yeah, on well, the playlist and there's a video of you driving so yeah, i think you could do you know? Do you know? Do you know that the peanut, the peanut man? What's you know the um, Mr. Peanut? Mr. Peanut. 
that his his peanut van i heard this on another radio show while we were driving um drove now his peanut van which is a big rv shaped in a peanut yeah i have to be careful how i say peanut please please be Um, careful i know but we're talking about wieners and peanuts peanuts wieners it's it's a great day it's a way to start off summer but the 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 peanut van or rv has become a um, dive bar that you what? can rent during the summer. What? Yeah. How much they does that even, I, everyone go find it out. And so no, I haven't I had a chance. I, <laughs> I, they had some promotion where it's $3.99 for an hour and like you can drink. They did, they did some kind of deal with cents. Miller High Life beer, uh-huh. right? Miller beer and peanuts, warm peanuts. Yeah. Boy, and peanuts. listen, you're from Georgia. So. Yeah. Boiled peanuts. Nobody wants a cold peanut. <laughs> Sorry. Well, elephants. <laughs> well, George Costanza could tell you. But yeah. anyway, um, I did not say that. But did. um, I did not. You did not hear that. Everyone. <laughs> so here's the thing. Out. This this is you know being. But you they uh, put they put smell smells they infuse dive bar smells into this RV and you can bring okay, your best that... friends in and you're drinking beer. And eating peanuts, and they infuse this with, you know, old beer. You know, old bar smell. Like you know, I, I don't, you know, you know that I can't you... smell either. Oh, that's right. So, oh, so as a musician, unaffected. though, most musicians, you know, I'm ever played in senses. a bar, know that end of the night beer smell, which actually mm. is pretty gross. But then you become used to it, and then it becomes like, oh yeah, I'm in a dive There's bar just the by sweat. the smell. There's also the, the smell of the of the dancers if you've got people up. Ew. <laughs> don't do not do oh dude, some people have the there's always one with the bo yeah there's yeah. now can you smell I mean, I it, is there is there a smell so strong that you will like no, oh dude no. i smell that i am nose blind uh, all I'm, right well I'm some people would challenge yeah that that can help i mean like we're we're like yeah we're sensitive I mean, to like sound nancy and i are I, sensitive like if people crunch ice Oh, like yeah. you, my our re- immediate reaction is to kind of yell, beat spit, yeah. and beat them. It is. Yeah. Well, I love crunching ice, so I have to remember not to do that. Don't do, don't do. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, a, but we'll wife, still love you. It doesn't matter. My wife. Well, it'll, it'll be a choice though. So, but my my wife is you know a midwife and um, uh, has a master's degree in women's health uh, as a nurse practitioner. Just brilliant. And uh, you know, but she was around a lot of pregnant women, and pregnant women, you know, compulsively crunch ice. In fact, it can be such a problem with pregnant women that it can cause them to become anemic uh, mildly. So they have to watch that ice crunching. So anyway. Wow. All right. Not... So let's move from the wieners and yes. the peanuts to the catfish. I want to talk about catfish. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 all right. First We've of all, got a video of you feeding catfish, and I want to know what that was. Well, what so were the, you? It was what bread. Was that? It was bread. It was Man, just day old bread. This, they were like flipping up on their insane. bellies. It was insane. Wasn't that crazy? It was weird. Yeah. Did you, did you listen to him? Did you oh, listen yeah. to him? Yeah. I mean, you, you listen, if you look at this video, it's only like, I don't know, a minute and a half long. Yeah. As my wife and I stand there and I'm feeding the cheese video and we're following. That was in but Florida, St. Augustine. It was. It was St. Augustine, my favorite place. And, uh, but man, let me tell you, uh, these catfish are like mutant catfish. There's something strange going on in St. Augustine out there. I don't, I don't know, but. Uh, I was just feeding them stale bread and they were just going nuts. 
And uh, so it's just a weird little video on my- And by the way, everyone, June 25th, Sunday, June 25th is National Catfish Day. That's why we're talking about And if you're in the South, catfish is- Frying up a mess of catfish. Yeah, in Louisiana, our first trip there where we, you know, hung out in Lake Charles in Southwest Louisiana, where they have Boudin, the sausage. literally, Literally in the lake or- well, we actually went around it. We actually we went all we didn't go in it, but Lake Charles. Yeah. We went on these side roads, even through a place called Rice, because they do grow rice. It's one of the top rice producers and sugar cane. They couldn't think of their name rice. But that's their their claim to fame is yeah, rice. I know, but in it, rice. is it not is it not to quote Family Guy Shallow and Pedantic? I don't know. It just seems I, I want to know. I'm not saying you can't who, have rice in the name, but just, just to call it like, hey, what if we call it? Well, I don't know. There's rice. So let's just call it rice. Yeah, but there's <laughs> a really go, good distillery out there that makes rum. Rice and we wine. met the sh- no from the sugar cane that Louisiana produces. Lu- mm. One of the other. So the four thing, five things of Louisiana, other music is yeah. huge. Obviously, at the top. But, um, and I love Louisiana, Billy Nungesser, the Lieutenant General has been on our show twice and we have to bring him back on for another project we're doing. But what I love about that, when he, he was like, we give back, like when you go to Louisiana, if the cities and the community is putting on a festival and you, you know all about this with, you know, being the ambassador of music for Macon, Georgia, yeah. leading into your day. Um, and, but catfish is a big deal in Louisiana. There's oh, fish yeah. fry night, Friday fish fry night, it's all over wherever you drive in the backwoods and the back swampy areas, yeah. you'll see little community places. It's, it's just, it, I always say Louisiana is like a, its own country within our country. And I mean that in a positive way, it's no, kept mean. its integrity so much, but he said the musicians, if a, if a festival or something like that happens, an uh, event is put on and the town and the city or the organizers hire musicians from louisiana they help put money the state will help put money back towards that yeah if same thing is and encouraging them to use their own seafood instead of yeah. shipping it in so they're trying to keep their integrity really really strong with that well, but they have sugarcane oil all of that is their big thing but sugarcane rice and and so they're very very proud of it and they should yeah be. and they should be good they have uh one of the few states that has a music office that you know supports with grants and other things trying to keep that going and i think the history of louisiana and, and all of this in particular it, it makes sense and have you, you know, performed been, in louisiana uh lafayette i've been to lafayette lafayette well lafayette's right next to lake charles so it's in the southwest yeah i've been I've and been they actually there. have boudin the wars between them yeah, oh, yeah but they have boudin wars between yeah. lake charles and lafayette and they sulfur should. And they should. Stuff. yeah I, mm-hmm. i've enjoyed that i was i and then and then i've been to have i performed in all this you know i don't think i've I don't think I've Ooh. played. I've been there a number of times, but I don't think I've actually played there, and I can't remember why. But uh, we—I think I mainly been passing through. Uh, but I'm very familiar with their music and have heard some music and stuff there, and, and uh, all that. But I, I definitely want to get back to that area and do some form. I got a dear friend that lives in that area, that, um, in a, in a place called in Mississippi, but it's close by called Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Hattiesburg. That's where University of Southern Mississippi is. I, yeah. I love Mississippi. Well, listen, well, I love the South and, and Hattiesburg Georgia. Is a, Hattiesburg is an amazing place. And it really, I was treated so well 
I don't know if everybody gets treated that well, but I was treated so well that I spent a week, was it a week? I think about a week there doing some guest lectures at the University of Southern Mississippi and then performing as well. And then also doing inspirational talk to their disabled uh, student population. So um, uh, I spent a week there with them and had a blast in the halls and the food was so good. I'm sure I gained a few pounds. Ah, now the, the food, I mean, the food, and you're in, you're in Georgia. So you got peaches, you got peanuts. Yeah. Um, pe you put peaches. Um, you got pecan, that on your well i call it pecans but some people say pecans but you know pecan. pecans are uh here um and, and a big thing here and and a big thing because of one of the and you i know you know about this being the the traveler you are and being all on the highways the stucky's candy store which uh is has origins in georgia uh uses pecans and dude you know all i saw your stucky listen your stuckies is not just in georgia I oh, swear everybody. to God, we saw we saw them in Oklahoma, and I wanted to sure. call it so Oklahoma, Missouri. Listen, okay, no, th this is this is real. So we we were driving from Oklahoma up through Missouri on our way to Iowa. Okay, so you're we see the, the sign, right? Stuckies, and we wanted to call you because Stuckies. Yeah, you're in Oklahoma. I thought you were only in. I thought you guys were only in Georgia. Apparently yeah, no, not. We're, we're, no, we we were all over at one time. Well, um, let me so tell what, you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to tell you what would the next billboard sign was after okay. Stuckies. Okay. Do you really want to hear? Like I do. then we crossed over from Oklahoma, and there was a sign for a candy factory and all this stuff, and then there was a billboard sign, and this is for real. Uranus Fudge Factory. <laughs> For real, for real, and and so of course I have you know, a lot children, of things like I want to say about that, but I'm not. And if you just type in Uranus Fudge Factory <laughs> on Google, you'll go to their website and it says "Welcome to Uranus," and then it pops up with a sign. Normally, like if it's a winery or a bar, it'll say "Are you 21?" Mm -hmm. But it comes pops up and says, "Want to probe Uranus even deeper?" Oh, dear what God. happens? And Uranus stays in Uranus, and so. <laughs> You can say yes or no, and that anyway. So then it goes to the website. Whatever you do is you what you do, and mm. says, "Welcome to Uranus. The best fudge comes from Uranus. Explore <laughs> Uranus in ninety seconds." So I just, uh, I'm just gonna say, from going from Stuckies to Uranus, and Nancy and, I, and I were floored. And also, Stuckies, one of our legendary, I say our, like I own the place, which I don't, but my cousin. That's family. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, uh, one of our things is we were legendary for the cleanest restrooms on the interstate. So you go from a place that's known for family fun, uh, rubber alligators, pecan logs, and the cleanest restrooms on the interstate to, you know, the fudge factory that has some questionable content. Uh, I can see how that'd be a shocking experience for anybody. No, no come on, but this was a corridor, like literally. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's, um, that's this crazy. was a car. It started with Stuckies, and we were like, Stuckies, you're in Oklahoma, you strayed out of the, you know. That's right. And we're like, this is cool, but that is true because they were they were promoting clean restrooms, and I think you guys have a dog park. Right. I swear to right. God. Yeah. There was a dog so, park. Of course, we were like, who let the dogs out? Well, my my cousin, dog my cousin has brought you know she's brought back the old recipes with the con logs and the goo goo clusters and all that kind of stuff, but you know she's also brought back, and I'm really this is really interesting. This, the Stuckies used to have really, you know, and I say this with love, and she says it with love, really cheesy souvenirs. 
like rubber alligators. And I, I remember them. I remember them vividly as a child. Uh, and she's brought back the Stuckey's souvenir mystery box, which you can get online. And it, you know, it sends you like you got the rubber alligator and a coffee mug, and I don't know, just these weird chintzy things. It's like the stuff you get in your cereal box, you know. Yeah, pretty much. And like Christmas time, you pull the cracker Absolutely. and you get the floppy like fish. Yeah, I love I, actually, a Christmas. You know, I buy I buy the expensive crackers. I actually got a nice screwdriver set on my cracker last year. Um, so you know, there you go. But, wow. <laughs> yeah. And Holy I'm a nervous say, wow, nice screwdriver set. Uh, but yeah, so as, that's as in CEO, case uh, you have a family fight during Christmas. Then you stab them in the neck. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you not to do that. <laughs> I told you one more time. That's I it. Been a fool. Yeah. Ah. So and then but but then but then she's also introduced something new. She's brought back a lot of the classics, but she's introduced pecan beer. Now I'm not a beer what? drinker. I'm not a beer I, drinker, and I don't know if it's good. Pecan beer does not particularly sound appetizing to me, but if you're a beer drinker and if you like pecans, maybe you should try it. I don't know. I think we'll have to go see her. Yeah. Well, I she should we actually, actually, she should be on your show at some point. I will. Yeah, I will yeah. We need, we'll go visit. We'll go visit on our road trips. Because when we saw Stuckey's, see, but this is, okay. So I got to stop the conversation here and, and make the announcement of this stuff because yeah, we can still get to Joey Day because this yeah. is a this is another big announcement and cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so speaking of road trip, we're talking about summer and everyone, you know, we do this on the big weekly blend. We talk about all the holidays in the week. Right. So yes. all of that will be on that link. Music playlist to go with it. Joey's got songs. We've got songs. Lots of good friends in the songs. Joey's friends, our friends. It's all cool and famous people. All of it's in there. And we love our friends, too. They, they're more important. Oh, did oh, yeah. I say that? Yeah. Um, I did. Um, listen, independent music is important and you must listen to it. And when you go on a road trip, playlists are cool. So I say check out our playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Yeah. So um, the road trip is part of summer and yes. this is now and it is awesome. So we've been covering, well, Nancy and I travel full time and we pets it. That's why Nancy's hanging out with dogs. Um, and, and hey, you know, this is the cool thing. We pets it so we can do our shows. It's something that happened during COVID that, you know, tourism was a little weird, as, you know, traveling. The um, but it turned out to be one of the best things we've ever done as, you know, we, I, I went to 16 schools in different countries, you know, so I've been traveling my whole life. Yeah. And it just once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. I think I even wanted to become a musician as a way to travel. I think yeah. that was part of it. No, I get it. But I, I have yeah, the same it's it's this it it is it's a it's a zest for something new, and it's not that you're from yourself. All that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've gone home plenty of time, and then I'm like, come on, I want another adventure because you're learning new. It's about having an open mind to learning new things. Yes. And if you want to learn about yourself, learn new things. Yeah. And see, test yourself like, oh, are you going to keep your old opinions? Are you really going to hold on to that? Or are you going to change your mind? Oh, well, changing mind means facts and actually experience. So that's what yeah. road trips are cool. It's a cool thing with friends, family, um, changing Crazy. perceptions, new traditions yes. can be made and new highways. So Nancy and I have done historic trails like the Pony Express. We've done parts of that. We've done the Juan Batista de Anza National Trail, which is this expedition that they led on horseback from Mexico through Tucson to found the city of San Francisco at the Presidio. 
200 people on foot. Only one person died. And that was in, this was in 1776. Here we were at the time becoming America. When Juan Batista goes with Father Font across the desert, 200 people that wanted a better life. Think about the history we have now that we're making new. Now, um, they walk across the desert. They go up to the city of uh, San Francisco. They founded it. The Presidio came from this expedition. Now it's a National Historic Trail. One person died and it was in childbirth right outside the city of uh, San Diego, uh, of Tucson, another Presidio, um, at San Xavier del Bac, which is this amazing Spanish-style cathedral uh, mission, mission, excuse me. Anyway, it is beautiful, and you should go. Um, But anyway, so we've done things like that, and you get immersed in the historic sites. Of course, there's Route 66. There's old the old Dixie Highway that is kind of going to be near Joey. Um, There's old Highway 80 that goes from San Diego up to what state, Georgia? (laughs) Um, Just saying. Then there's trails like the Appalachian Trail, but that's hiking. But there's the Lincoln Highway. There's also the Jefferson Highway, which is something we limped onto this year, uh, past actually a year and a half now. And we've been doing a podcast every fourth Thursday. And it's like you go into this rabbit hole of history. Bonnie and Clyde, you know, gun trouble out there and bell star which so many musicians like mark knopfler and uh, emmy lou harris covered the song bell star you can be you know a bell star you know there's so many songs on these outlaws so that outlaw history is there so when you road trip it's not just about seeing the sites and driving and getting tired and having these crazy experiences it's also like who where were you joey's you know family history of stuckies Pull over to Stuckey's because now you know someone who's connected to that. And it's like, this was a family business that expanded and is reimagining and re-expanding and redoing, right? Yeah, yeah. That is part of American history. And that's something to, this road trip thing is so huge. These roadside things like Uranus Fudge Factory. I'm sorry, that's funny, but it's, it's fun. It's come on, it's for all ages. It's not selling drugs. Well, well fudge is a good drug. Fudge, that's what I, want. No, they're, they're, I don't they're know. Really, what are you going to judge it up. with? How are you going to judge you, it? Yeah. Judge the fudge. <laughs> Stick your that's, finger that's in and taste it. Yeah. Judge the fudge. But yeah. but this is the thing. So we, um, Jefferson Highway is a big deal. And we're actively doing this. And Jefferson Highway was actually one of the very, very first ones. Very first international highway. And only one of this day in this country started in 1912, 13, 12 or 13. I'm going to get it wrong. But it is 12 or 13. 13, I believe, started by the editor of the Better Homes and Garden magazine. It goes from Winnipeg, Canada to New Orleans. And it goes through the Midwest and it was to encourage tourism to these smaller communities. Now driving through this, and we've done parts of it and we didn't know about the highway. Now we're conscious about it. You see all these, you see old bridges where people are actively putting the old JH sign on these old bridges that aren't even bridges anymore people are putting signs back up and this revival is happening like route 66 went away and i remember when we had our print magazine southwest blend when we're living outside joshua tree and arizona started the revival of route 66 and it brought tourism back because we had the interstate that came in and eisenhower put the interstate in he was the, i didn't you know, know that i did I he did, did that, that. For, i didn't know that, that is for world war ii and i yeah. was against it later in life 
because I was all upset about small business, but I realized those small businesses really wouldn't be there if he didn't do it. Um, so it was important that he did now, that. You but... said Joshua Tree. Was that California or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Joshua that's supposedly that's supposed to be a very cool place uh, for for um, music and stuff. So, oh, uh, I've heard oh about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Joshua Tree. So we lived in 29 Palms, which is a, one of the biggest um, military bases in the country. Um, it's a Marine base. And so Joshua Tree Park itself has huge history. So the, obviously you 2 and the album Joshua Tree was there. And yeah. Harmony Hotel, out, or Motel, not a hotel, Motel, out there when you drive on Highway 62, um, they stayed there for a couple of days. But they titled it Joshua Tree, the album, but they didn't, it's not that he, they didn't stay there for months and months. No. Huge people do live out there. Um, I met Dick Dale in the post office when I was living there. Oh, wow. Eric Burton cool. lived out there. Um, now, Pappy and Harriet's is down in a, uh, down more towards Palm Springs and of uh, the other, the whatever, south side of Joshua Tree towards Palm Springs on the highway. Uh, Pioneer Town is an old Western town, like truly. Movie set history is insane. Insane Indeed. Pioneer Motel. Pappy and Harriet's is one of the best, most iconic places to go for live music it is this old western kind of bar um bar outside barbecues dance floors i mean it, it everyone has played there and i miss ryan bingham and he was on our show like a few years back with his tomorrowland album and i just missed him i was like are you kidding me i performed there actually one night years ago but it's um iconic everyone goes there and performs especially when they start their tours heading out of LA, they do that as kind of like they're getting their feet wet kind of thing. Yeah. Josh Holm from um, Kings of Leon right. is out there. Uh, speaking of today, June 25th, is Anthony Bourdain Day. Oh. Anthony Bourdain's music comes from the King of Leon's and Josh Holm, who got all through that. And Anthony Bourdain put Iggy Pop back on the map with them. They did music like Magnolia and Josh Holm wrote that, and there's a famous episode with Anthony Bourdain going out there, going to Integraton, which is like a spaceship. We're going into space stuff this month, too. So there's space music in the music. Um, the Integraton, where the Vesuvians, are, anyway, Venusians. It's about the Venusians and Von Tassel. <laughs> anyway, I have a documentary for you to watch on that, too. But going back into the road trip thing, that is a road trip. So a lot of people will travel through the desert. Josh, oh, Joshua Tree has Graham Parsons. That's maybe part of the thing musically that you're thinking about. Graham Parsons. They, yeah, my they, friends, in, they dragged my friends his, in Mojave his, Audio are the ones that told me about this. Uh, that where they dragged his coffin through the tr and burned his coffin. Well, they, the they didn't tell me about that. But they, they just told me about how there was amazing, like, um, just people making music out there in the, in the Joshua Tree. They said I had. They said I had to go and visit next time I was in California. So. Um, that's why I was you like, do. oh, I, I reckon. And apparently, there's some sort of, I, don't, I may be saying this wrong, but there's some sort of sonic bath where you can. That's the Integraton. Yeah. So yeah. the Integraton is done by Von Tassel, which is a scientist. And he built this structure where it, it vibrates and eventually would vibrate up to the Venetians. Hmm. It's out in, in Lucerne Valley area. And Lucerne Valley has these rocks that he thought the Venusians were coming and people would come and now people have graffitied them and screwed it up. But oh. the Venusians were coming. So he thought he was talking to aliens. What year was that? It. Oh, wait, I'll, 
okay, let me just. Well, I just I ask, I ask because, you know, the more we discover about Venus, the more we are pretty sure there's no life there. So, so we've done, we've done Venus, <laughs> we've done Venus and Uranus today? Yes. Okay, I'm trying to, I've got to go find that, that interview we did. I will find it. Um, okay. I will have to find it another time, but um, I have been on a, yeah, yeah, the, the road trip thing. But anyway, yeah. Graham Parsons, they did yeah. drag his, his, his coffin out through there and in the it. desert and burned it. Yeah, there's, there's, was, was that because some, they were mad at him or because you asked? No, it was a celebration. Okay. I, I, I could be wrong about it, but there's, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, now you, I, I, look, I'm relying on you to give me valid, good information. Yeah, no, but that's the rumor. That is, no. rumor has it. No, you no. Know? So you didn't say that part. I, that's what happened. <laughs> Grand, grand part, I said, don't, okay. I, I must have, I must have, I must have stopped listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it is, it is. Um, he did, he died in, at the, at, um, in Joshua Tree. He did die out there. Yeah. Um, in September, um, at the Joshua Tree Inn, looking at this, he was dead on arrival. But there is this whole, yeah, they, there's that his body. There's a whole story that people need to go look up about it. But yes, that following the report of his body, that the casket was sighted burning by campers. See, I'm not weird. out of it. This okay. is there's a weird story about it. So you That's guys weird. have to go check it out and go down your own rabbit hole of that. But this is about road trip and Joshua Tree era. You've got to go. It's it's booming. Twenty nine palms is welcoming travelers, and it's just well, uh, I want to go, but I want, crazy. I want you to take me. Is the okay, thing. I'll take so you how there. Do, how do I make that happen? Well, we just have a call after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll set it up. No, we'll set it up. Okay. No, seriously. All right. All yeah, right. no, no. And you got you've got to go to Pappy and Harriet's. That I is. Play there. He, I want to perform there. I don't want. I get restless if I watch music. I, I, I'm more of a stage person. No, I know. Of course you want to perform there. You're a performer. <laughs> but um, So the road trip thing is Nancy and I are kicking off a new show because we keep threatening to do this. And um, so we are kicking off a new road trip radio show, Big Blend Road nice. Trip Radio, because that's what we do. We are on a permanent road trip. Nancy and I have some very crazy stories of things that we see on the road. So that'll be incorporated. But we also, we've been doing so many radio shows of virtual road trips and where we, you know, it's like I, we do shows where here, roads, Route 66, here's different people calling in on Route 66. So you can hear where you want to go to help you plan. But we also want to do rest area radio. That will come one day, but we can incorporate it into that because we people be watch wherever we show. go. Yeah, yeah same You show. know, it's all part of it. Like we, we watch some woman actually give her husband a pedicure on a bench at a rest area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While he was smoking a cigarette lying on the bench on I his mean, back. I mean, whatever gets you through the day, I guess. I mean, but that's some fun <laughs> stuff. That's that's travel. That's what Are I'm you talking sure it was about. Just a pedicure? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're our new show. Our new show is coming out every fourth Monday. All right. So that is our new thing. Wow. So it's gonna so air after you right hear us together today, on Sunday. It's gonna move over to the so next Monday. Wild times indeed. Exactly. So um, we kicked it off. We did, the spurring of this was we had a, a, a retired professor from Yale, excuse me, and historian Wes Davis join us. He's he's a best-selling author, and he came on with his latest book. It is called American Journey on the Road with Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, and John Burroughs. 
yes, they took an epic road trip back in 1918. Wow. Also includes Firestone in there. Hmm. Now think about this. I mean, it's crazy. They went through some of the Appalachian areas. They went through Vermont. They did all of this, but also were talking about America and the expansion of America and right. how to preserve nature. And, and like, you know, Henry Ford had an argument with the naturalist John Burroughs on bird songs. They actually had contests on the road about known bird calls. Who knew? And when they broke down, Ford was the one who got his hands dirty. Right. Well, you would hope so. Yeah, well, you would, right? Yeah. So there's all of this. And when they traveled, it wasn't like we're just checking into a motel. They were camping like they did back in the day on the Jefferson Highway. And now yeah. I was like, that's it. And yet the a, Jefferson Highway was before this epic road trip. So I'm yeah. just saying. I'm Check more of that a glamper out. myself. I'm more of a glamper. I must, I well, must I've, I've done, I mean, I grew I like, up camping. Yeah, I like and, indoor and, restrooms and Air condition. You got to think in 1918, you didn't have any of that. Well, I know. That's I'm why just, I'm glad I wasn't born then. I mean, you probably had a potty. You had a potty, but it wasn't, you, you know, depending. And in and, and those areas, they're outhouses, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So anyway, uh, Edison, we're kicking that off. So a lot of music that Joey put in and we put in um, is road trip music. And, you know, and we Edison's want you very, all to do that. Edison's very dear to my heart uh, for a couple of reasons, although... Um, I, I suppose if one forced me to choose, I would, I would, I would probably side with Tesla. Uh, but, um, mm -hmm. but although that's an interesting story too. Yeah. Well, poor Tesla is pigeons. Anyway, but, but, uh, the, the thing is about Edison, like I had a bucket list thing happen to me in regard to Thomas Edison. And that was that I got to be recorded on a honest to goodness Edison wax cylinder. And uh, that's and awesome. I, it was so cool. And it was, and they actually gave me the cylinder. They, they took it back to the Edison Museum in New Jersey and they digitized it and they, and they gifted me with a cylinder. And I am in the company of people like Suzanne Vega, um, you know, who, who, who uh, has done some stuff with the Edison Museum. So that, that, that was pretty exciting. That's amazing. I mean, that it's, it's interesting when you think about technology and how we've grown right oh gosh so some of the holidays when i look at they have one uh which is waffle iron day in this week right? who doesn't love a waffle listen a good waffle now in south africa we used to have ice cream on our waffles that sounds delicious i'm all about it i'm gonna do that tonight yeah i i also yeah. think waffle irons make a hell of a, a weapon are you back to that again <laughs> joey what joey Man, you got a lot of weapons going on, screwdrivers. Well, but I, I'm just saying, you hit someone in the face with a waffle iron, they remember. <laughs> there's also a nice National Ice Cream Cake Day, and that Ooh. would be good. Yeah, but the, the waffle iron. So back yeah. in Erie, not, yeah, Erie, Pennsylvania, we went yeah. to um, a museum, the historical, the Hagen Historical Center. I'm saying it wrong, everyone. I'm sorry. The ah, I'm gonna have to look it up. It will be in the links, <laughs> but it was a mansion, <laughs> historical <laughs> mansion, but it was actually like um, known as Millionaire's Row at mm. that point. And, um, oh, I'm going to have to get, I'm going to find the, the center, but they had a whole display just on waffle irons. Wow. And what was interesting, it was about industrialization up there. So they had all these brick buildings and industrialization in history and 
being from, you know, more of the Southwest side of my life and, and, and a little bit of Florida, like my life was not back East or North like that. And right. this is when you start to see industrialization and Carnegie stuff, you know, when you go up and you've done like DC and stuff like that too. Oh, yeah. And it's just this other vibe. And, oh, yeah. um, and the, and when you see it too, and I know that's different for you. Yeah. I wonder how you feel that like, but they had this, the Woodsy Manor, I'm going to get this for everybody. Um, but when we were there, the displays and everyone, it's the Hagen History Center. I wasn't so wrong. No, um, and no, I wasn't. Um, and it's the Watson Curtsy Mansion, which shows this guy who actually was the one who invented as asbestos. Go figure. Oh, dear. Made millions off of asbestos, had this fancy mansion. You go in and he had all these opulent things that were Victorian and all of this. And he really didn't give a damn about any of it. It was really just to show off his wealth. And they, that's what they were all into. Huh. But in this museum side, they were showing all of what they did with cast iron because that's what they what the facilities were doing. And that because of transportation and the rail, that's how like they could make it all they wanted. It's like you can make music all you want, but if you don't promote it, it's like, yeah, it's all about good for you. That's nice. I didn't touch anybody because no one heard it. Right, you know what right. I mean? And yeah, it's the same thing the as these waffle irons. And that is the railroad is responsible for these waffles, waffle irons, and thus eating waffles. So I have a question. The world. How much innovation can you have in a waffle iron? I mean, once you have the basic functionality down. Yeah. You know what? You don't what need to do anything. Well, they've made sandwich presses and panini presses and stuff like love, that I that do mimics love it. Panini press. Okay. Yeah. So they mimic things and learn from it. Like in the same thing in Michigan, we yeah. said at the Leonard and Logan Mansion. It's a brownstone, old brownstone, brownstone house. It's now a bed and breakfast. Indoor uh, and this woman, oh my God, this woman, oh yes. And this okay. woman can cook. Ruth Andrus can cook, cook, cook. Oh, I like her oh, already. Seriously? Breakfast is like, it's like going to Vegas and having your own personal chef for a buffet. Um, like everything. I mean, okay? are there strippers? Just asking. No, so, no, okay. I don't think she's that way. Um, <laughs> she has a good sense of humor though. No, okay. I meant, I meant on the food, on the food. But, um, but food can be, food can be sexy this too. guy, this is the thing about some of these places, like all these areas that we've been to, like I didn't realize where all this came from. This Leonard at Logan, the guy who built this house and his family. So next door to them is an old Frank Lloyd Wright house that was inspired. And he started and he walked off because he had a fight with his apprentice and chief, or he finished it. Chief, I think it was a lady. She finished it. He was temperamental, Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, but at Logan and Manor, Logan, Leonard at Logan House, Leonard at Logan is the street. Um, this guy invented making it that inside your refrigerator that you could wipe things off because when we first had refrigerators going from the old ice box outside your house right. with ice that we had a refrigerator right we had that but then his wife was like well i can't wipe anything down if you spill the milk it's all stuck so right. he's the one who invented how to have refrigerators that we have today that you can wipe things down and all of that nice we find out weird stuff this is talk about road trips stuff yeah, you would never it. know about but i think that's so important that places like that whether it's a museum or a bed and breakfast 
keeps these stories alive. Do you feel that way as a musician that you yeah, you're totally. keeping people alive, like totally. what they did? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I was working on a song the other day, and uh, and part of the theme was you know I'm I'm a simple bard, you know that's but but that's mm. which is true, but also not true. And in, in in the fact that you can be, you know, you can you can say, okay, I'm, I'm just a simple bard singing these songs, but really, and I, music is what moves me, right? Because uh, as much as I find I'm fascinated by the Mona Lisa or Rodin's, you know, sculptures or whatever, you know, they don't really speak to me as much because I just can't perceive them. Uh, sculptures you can touch if you're lucky. They don't. They tend not to stroke the sculptures like they used to when I was a kid. But anyway, um, but you know. Uh, uh, so for me, it's music, but art in general mm. uh, plays critical roles. I, I think there's a, you know a trifecta of roles that art plays, and so the first one is historian, you know, the, the, to to help us remember the past. The second one is how to look towards the future. Uh, so we, we're visionary in that sense, and then the third one is to open our minds and our hearts and our spirits to evolution, and 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 to 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 find a sense of unity with our fellow beings. Um, so there's, there's that, there's, there's basically that shared human condition. Mm, I um, love it. That we talk about. So yeah, I totally, I totally think that. I, I think that's amazing. And that's why I'm so proud of my cousin, Stephanie Stuckey, who's doing this thing with Stuckey. And she's taking her uh, grandfather's, you know, uh, her grandfather's legacy uh, and, and bringing it back and, and, uh, you know, and, and the Stucky stores used to be an integral part of road trips. And in fact, uh, the Stucky stores have been mentioned in such popular culture, iconic TV shows as Family Guy. Uh, they have been mentioned in such iconic novels as Stephen King's The Talisman. So no way. Yeah, there's certainly. I love that of, novel. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great novel. Uh, and by the way, uh, just hats off to Stephen King. He has two novels with, where the blind person is the hero. So he's dear to my heart for that. Thank you, Stephen King. Uh, Blake uh, um, Black House is one, which is a sequel to to uh, Talisman, and also The Langoliers. Um, oh, but but at any rate, yeah. I mean, I, I think Stucky's clearly was at least a nominal part of the zeitgeist in in you know in the seventies and eighties for sure. Um, it, see, but I think we're coming back to our roots because. Like when we saw Stuckies, we were like, whoa, because there's also this, there's Bucky's. See, this yeah, is what's Bucky's is cool. I've been there. Dude, yeah, what is so no, because it's funny because it was all about clean restrooms. And this is a big deal. And I will tell you, during COVID, Nancy and I traveled everywhere. And during the complete shutdown, we were at our friends out in 29 Palms and Joshua Tree and did radio shows every single day. And now we're still doing it. And <laughs> I don't know how, but we are. But um we we, you know, we're like, we were on the road and the rest areas, like the government highway ones. Yeah. When we used to go gag, literally, yeah. like gag me with a spoon, rest areas. Or not. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, don't. But <laughs> when you go in, they stepped up like you wouldn't believe. And they were so much cleaner. I can now tell you, we've now realized we need to now do put them as what a park is because a lot of them they have picnic areas walking paths yeah they're, they're, um, some of them are we, really nice yeah we were just in uh, illinois yesterday and one illinois. that was the road of 
the Great Road of the Mississippi River, the River Ro Great River Road, mm. and it follows the Mississippi River. And you could actually sit at a picnic bench overlooking the Mississippi River and a bridge crossing over from, oh, where were we? Uh, Iowa into Illinois. 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 Make some noise in Illinois. That drive's been crazy. But that was beautiful. So that sounds I was cool. like, it was cool. And so Nancy, I'm like, wow, this is, this is, you know, so we need to start doing that in some rest areas, like in Texas, there are rest areas that actually have oil derricks um, as mm -hmm. part of their theme of the picnic sites. Neat. There's, um, and there's ones that are more like a, like a, like a chuck wagon-y kind of thing, hard to explain. Mm -hmm. And then there's ones like in, um, there's one in Iowa that has like the windmills, or is that Ohio? I have to get that straight. But there's- It sounds Iowan to me. Yeah, I mean, because there's Elkhorn, but, 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 Iowa, but then I think but then there's it was. A lot of, but then there's, there are a lot of windmills uh, in Ohio as well, because there's, we've driven from Macon, Georgia, to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and passed some windmills out in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, some of the windmills, some of the one is uh, from the Netherlands that, that, or Swedish. I don't, uh, Holland, I, I have to go back. No, no, it's a, it's like a, it, I have to go back to it, but it I think Dutch? it's a, it's not Dutch. Yeah, no, it was, I have to go back and, and look at my notes. I mean, we, Nancy and I probably have done just over the pandemic, 1500 parks and public land. So nice. It, my brain is a little fuzzy on every single where, who, what, and where, but we've done it. And we're now redoing our oh, entire yeah. website of all of it so people can see it, but yeah. on top of what we did before that. So we're probably over 2000, I would say two to 3000 parks That's and public nice. lands. Great. And we're including some of the rest areas, the ones that are truly, there's one in Arkansas, you can sit in the middle of nowhere and they welcome you to camp overnight. And which we did, we kept, we, because we, we wanted to be in Mark Twain Forest for sunrise to film. Oh. So that's what a lot of what we do is we, we do car camp in certain areas just for a few hours because so was, we need it, to get free? to a sunrise. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. We, we hung out with owls and deer Ooh. and um, yeah, it was, so you, it was amazing. We were all up by our own, ourselves out in the middle of nowhere. You and, don't know this, but the owl is my personal symbol of hope. Um, see? And in fact, I am wearing, and this is honest to God truth, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now that has a big owl on it and looks kind of grumpy. It says, shut up and bring me coffee. <laughs> I want some coffee. I need some. I, I, I actually some had some. I've, I've been up a long time. And I actually had some. Before, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. We had I'm, coffee I'm as soon as we just, we just arrived in uh, Indiana, Indianapolis today. Like, easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah bar yeah barely but it was like as soon as we were ready like get the coffee on now because we didn't even have time to do that i know you know it's kind it's of but, that, but the road trip listen the road trip is you know these places like bucky's stuckies i think that's funny bucky's and stuckies but it is about clean rest areas but you know and and you have to be careful how long you stay too you know, like some places like florida will kick you out but you know because there are people who are living in their cars so there's a there's a difference right. from road tripping exactly. so we do have that issue in our country right. um but tourism responsible tourism can help shift that too so the road trip is an iconic american thing to do and i am seeing that the numbers go up and up and up on that and i encourage people to get off of the big highways 
go on these historic routes, you know, like Jefferson Highway, um, Lincoln Highway, the Dixie Highway, there's highways all over that. I mean, this one on the, I didn't even know about it. And I'm like, dude, now I have to go do that. So that's why the road trip radio, there are so many highways and they keep what small town America is. And when you go into those diners, there's nothing like, come on, like the Blues Brothers knew it, man. When you went into the diner, Aretha Franklin's going to come out and sing to you, the Blues Brothers. They're going to come out, man. But yeah, isn't that awesome. the truth? But isn't that it, Joey? Like, it is. as a musician for you coming out of Georgia, isn't that it? Those diners, you guys have those diners. Yeah. It's Let's true. talk about Macon. Yeah. Road trip in Macon. So uh, apparently, we need to all make a date in September for yeah. a music festival celebrating Joey. And it's the, free. The music, yeah, it's a free concert that's been going on for years. Had yeah. some delays from pandemics and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But September 29th is Joey Day in Macon, Georgia. Macon, right. Georgia. Give everyone just an overview of Macon in regards to why people should go to Macon. Because as far as I know, I want to go for the music and obviously meet you. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, priority here. But we um, do. I am pleased uh, to tell you that um, Macon is what I consider a music city. It does not, you know, the only reason, I guess I should say, that we're not ranked up there alongside Nashville or, or LA or, or, you know, name a music city, uh, New Orleans. Um, the only reason is that we don't have the same infrastructure that those towns do. Um, I have been working on building our infrastructure here since I arrived in town. Well, I guess technically not. I arrived here when I was 15 years old, but I uh, mm. started be, I started getting paid to be a music professional by the time I was 19. And so since I was 19 years old, I've been working hard to both preserve and promote our heritage, but also look to the future. And because I think both are important. I don't think, I don't, you don't want to get stuck in one or the other. You don't want to think about the future to the exclusion of the past and vice versa. So Mm-hmm. Anyway, but we're working hard on our infrastructure, and, and it's getting, it is getting better. We've really revitalized our downtown area, and I'm pleased to report that we have some of the finest restaurants uh, all within two blocks of my recording studio. Uh, there's probably about 10 of them, and they're just fantastic. I mean, just fantastic. And one of the local restaurants, which was one of the places, one of the first places I ever got a gig as a musician, is called The Rookery. And the mm. stage is about the size of a postage stamp, or at least it was. It's bigger. It's a little bigger now, but it's still small. But it, it you know, it was, it was, it was tight, and uh, and it, it literally was probably six by six or something. I mean, it, it's small, but um, they have a lot of signature hamburgers, and they're oh. almost all named after famous making musicians. There's a few that aren't. Like there's one called the Jimmy Carter Burger, which is our course our president of the united states he was from from plains georgia and my dad was actually his southeastern campaign coordinator for, for him no so, way yeah he, he really was so we, i know president carter well i've sung for a couple of events uh that, that wow. he's been at it so anyway um so but there's one called the jimmy carter burger which is peanut butter and bacon which sounds ridiculous but it's actually I, really good it's actually no really wait good. wait listen that's elvis did that the elvis brought you know that i eat peanut butter and pickles uh, okay. sandwiches right and i'm not choice. pregnant and no but elvis elvis burgers had peanut butter 
pickles and banana, wasn't it? Banana and banana. No bananas for me. Okay, but yeah. I, I, I love a, I first one I had was in Ruby Tuesdays when I first got to this country. And oh yeah, teaching music. Ruby Tuesdays, everyone. If you want a little regional chain, listen, that's like that's, Waffle House. Listen, Waffle Houses, iconic, must yes. do. Sorry, delicious. smothered. Sticky, but delicious. Oh, I, I don't care how bad it is for us. <laughs> it is just once in a while you got to have like a good Waffle House thing in the South, but. Um, Ruby Tuesdays too, and, and Bahama Mamas to that. Um, oh yeah, they do Good that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got myself in trouble, but I behave now. But mm -hmm. they, um, no, I learned. I didn't. No, I didn't get into any legal trouble. No, no. I just like realized that mm -hmm. you know, sweet things have a kick to them too. Yeah, keep talking. But nothing, <laughs> nothing bad. It. I didn't I get into it. any legal no issues. So, I no. love. I love that you're qualifying. I didn't get any, any legal trouble. Yeah, but I get into trouble. So does like, that mean you, you were know. in illegal trouble? No, no, I don't have any. I've I, never I, had anything. I think what you're saying is you've never been caught. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. I plead the fifth. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, but, but, but here, but the thing, you know, that's pickle and peanut butter and Delicious. bacon on a burger. It's like, so good. Seriously, it I is mean, damn again, good. It, 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 intuitively, you're like, this is stupid, but I'm telling you, you should try it. Um, yeah, anyway. can I, I want to yeah. ask you about Macon yeah. because we did a podcast a few, maybe a month ago, Nancy and I, I think when it was Daily Blend going to Weekly Blend. And it was like crazy because it was like back to back days of one of the Almond brothers and Barry Oakley like died in the same, they have like a, it was a Macon, Georgia, the bridge or something that is. Yeah, that's exactly right. For... So, so the, the thing about Barry Oakley and Dwayne Allman is they actually died exactly a year to the day of each other. It's weird. Both it's a weird story. Accidents. Yeah. Uh, and on the same, I believe, I may be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's on the same highway um, mm -hmm. or road. But so same the bad, about, same bridge area. Yeah. Or yeah. something. So yeah. If you're, so the thing about Macon, I was telling you, we have amazing food, but we also have a number of really beautiful churches. If you like church architecture, um, there's a lot of really beautiful churches here in town. We have one of the largest um, uh, per capita uh, churches for a town our size. Um, I think probably the one that's most most inspiring to me is the Catholic Church called St. Joseph's. It's really, it's really beautiful. Uh, but anyway, um, but musically, um, we have a lot of things to recommend us. So uh, one, one thing is we have the Almond Brothers Museum here. Um, what? So Almond, yep, Almond Brothers spent a lot of time in Macon, Georgia. They were not from Macon, Georgia. A lot of people- Were they Athens? Were they no, Athens? They, they, were actually, they were actually from Alabama. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. Now that yeah. So, and then, and then Greg, yeah. lived, Greg lived in Tampa for a while, and then he lived in Savannah, Georgia for a while. Um, Greg actually, almost was on our show, and then he passed. Well, he wasn't he, well, and then he passed you know, away. He was, you know, I'll, I'll tell you something about that. The, the last album he that was released, um, I think on Rounder Records, I may have wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but his last album was incomplete. The, the vocal tracks on that record are scratch vocals, meaning they were his first take where he was kind of just singing along, trying to figure mm -hmm. out what he wanted to do. And, you know... I feel real torn about that because part of me thinks, okay, Greg fans want to hear his final record. Okay. Yeah. So, so release it. 
But part of me thinks that was not his completed vision. So don't release it. So I, I'm very torn about it. And, and the reason I know a little bit about that record more than the general public is because I was actually slated to record his vocals for him. Um, they, they, they called me and said, Joey, we want to, if I knew some of the, some of the people in his entourage. I, Greg always said he remembered me. I met him on several occasions. I, I don't know if he really did or not. He was always very kind to me. But uh, they said, Joey, Greg's health is not great. And we need a place that's, you know, a place that has, you know, the, the technical expertise that we need, but also is very uh, no nonsense and no, uh, no, no extra personnel. Get, get on, get on with it. You know like, what I mean? Move it. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we need, we need somewhere that's, that's, that is, yeah. You know, what the thing about me is when I make them, what, when I, when we work in the studio together, I'm about making a record. I am not going to tolerate rock and roll lifestyle stuff. So you keep your drugs and your, your, mm -hmm. your, your uh, sexual escapades and, and your alcohol outside mm -hmm. the studio. And the exactly. reason for that is no, because there's many. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to live that way, I, I, look, that's your choice. Do what you want. I don't care, but it's not conducive to making a record mm -hmm. is all I can tell you. So they wanted to come and then, and then he passed away before we did it. And they actually mm -hmm. sent me, they actually sent me some of the, some of the files, you know, to, to load up and get ready for him and that, and that he passed away. So anyway, but yeah, we have the Alma Brothers Museum. They're a big, Alma Brothers are a big part of making musical history. Um, another Alabama group that came to Macon in the 70s was the band Wet Willie. And Jimmy Hall's a good friend of mine from that band who also, Jimmy was also the singer for Jeff Beck band before he uh, passed. So mm. uh, anyway, he, uh, we have a, you know, the, the, the sounds of, of so many, you know, Chuck Lavelle, who is the keyboard player for the Rolling Stones and has been since yeah. the Wheels record, is uh, a Macon boy. And, um, you know, he's a big part of it. Randall Bramlett is uh did a lot of stuff with a band called sea level and a band called cowboy and then of course he had the randall bramlett band and then of course randall was part that's of right that's yeah. right that's it and then trap and then randall played with greg allman and friends he played with the band yeah. traffic he played with steve winwood he's yeah he's, yeah see that's that big web <laughs> yeah and, well and also Rand, listen randall has had two of his songs recorded by bonnie Raitt. Um, mm. So he's an incredible talent and a dear friend of mine. He's, I consider him a mentor and, and, and just, uh, he's, he's, God, he's so good. I don't know. I mean, he's like, he, he, I mean, he sings, he writes, he plays piano, he plays saxophone, all at an extremely high level. I mean, it's just, it's almost, it's almost sickening. He's so good. I mean, he's just so good. But anyway, um, the point is that we have a lot of music here. You know, Little Richard is from Macon, Georgia. Uh, oh, that was the other one that came up in something we were doing. Yeah. Oh, Otis, I did, every time I see that, I'm like, Joey. Yeah. Joey, and Otis you know? Redding. Otis Redding is from Macon, Georgia. And so, um, and, and we also have, if you like the architecture and, and some people, I personally don't like wandering around cemeteries. It, it, it doesn't do anything for me, but some people do. We have a lovely cemetery here called Rose Hill, where several of the Alma brothers are buried. So you can make a musical pilgrimage there, but also if you're into the architecture and checking out gravestones and, and you know just a beautiful scenery, we have that as well. But what you should know about Joey Stuckey Alive Day that takes place on September 29th, the mayor has proclaimed it officially Joey Stuckey Alive Day in Macon Bid. We're consolidated now. We're what city county have consolidated. 
So um, it's officially recognized as, as, a, as a holiday, I guess quasi-holiday, but celebration here in town, which is very kind. And um, on top of that, we hold the festival. Which, you know, I've celebrated a live day ever since I was two years old because my parents came up with this really brilliant idea that rather than thinking of that as the day I almost died, because the doctor was like, well, we're gonna, if we don't do the surgery, he for sure is going to die. But if we do the surgery, he's still probably going to die. And if he lives, he's not going to walk or talk. Mm. And, you know, look, that was them doing their job of trying to prepare my parents for a dicey situation. Um, so I, I, that's great. But, but I, I survived all of that. And while I do have a number of health challenges as a brain tumor survivor, uh, and being blind is not, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. You can avoid it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, right. I, I have a great life and love living. And so um, my parents, rather than making it a day of stress and drama and fear, they said, no, no, it's not the day that you almost died. It's the day that you live. And I think that's a really yeah. important, you can say, oh, it's just semantics, but it's not. It's really conceptual because it's really important to think about and celebrate that victory um, and, 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 and take joy in the fact that you've, you've, you've done that. And so I've continued beating the odds over the course of my life. It has not been easy, um, but uh, you know it's it's been done. And I, I won't tell you that I don't get a little concerned about my health from time to time. But generally speaking, um, I don't think about oh, that yeah. stuff uh, except to say that uh, I, you know, I, I I I think about it enough to manage my care so that I can do what I want to. And I have by and large been able to do everything I want to do and live a life of intention that fulfills my spirit. So there's that. But anyway, in 2017. We took this personal day that we kind of celebrated like a second birthday or whatever as a kid. Uh, and I said, you know, people need to have a day of affirmation where we can come together as a community and we can revel in the joy of life and music, which to me is, they're synonymous. So uh, we started a free family-friendly music festival in downtown Macon. We had 500 attendees in 2017 for our first one. In 2018 for our second oh. one, we had over 1,500 people attend uh, until we got shut down by the rain. In 2019, I had a shoulder replacement. Well, actually I was recovering from the shoulder replacement. I had it at the end of 2018, but I was recovering from the shoulder replacement and then was on tour with my band uh, promoting a record. And then of course, 2020 was COVID. And so 2021, 2022, we did a couple little like Facebook live things. We didn't let the, the event like, you know, disappear, but we, but this year I feel comfortable uh, bringing it back and it's going to be held at the historic Douglas Theater, which launched the careers of Otis Redding and James Brown and, and many others, great. See? And it's gonna be held there, it's totally free. Um, you can come in and uh, enjoy the music for as long as you want. It starts at 5 p.m. We're gonna, we're going to, uh, doors open at 5 p.m. Refreshments are available. Uh, you have to pay for those, that's the Douglas, uh, that's the Douglas's rules, not mine. Uh, and, um, uh, but if it's uh, five o'clock, you can come in, take your seat. You know, it's, it's a theater style uh, venue. Um, at 530, we're going to show the blind man driving music video, which is a comical look at uh, how I think uh, blind is not a dirty word. So it's kind of a funny video that makes fun of the fact that I can't see because sometimes it's funny. Uh, then we're going to screen my mini documentary called Don't Blink, which is a very short 15 minute look at my life and music. Then our mistress of ceremonies, a, a local lady who's been a big part of the uh, media landscape here on television, radio, print, 
Um, her name is Liz Jarvis Fabian. She's going to take over at our MC. And we're going to have music starting at 6 o'clock. And it's going to go until 10 o'clock. And we're having uh, one, two, three, four, five different groups perform. My, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my dear friend and colleague, Tom Rule, is going to play some jazz piano for about half an hour. And then my dear friend, Pamela Bedwell, we've actually played some of her music mm -hmm. on, on yeah. the movie. Yeah. My dear friend, Pamela Bedwell, who is from Georgia, but lives in, lives in Alabama currently. She's coming all the way from Opelika, Opelika, Alabama, to be with us and play some of her amazing singer, songwriter, Americana stuff. Um, and then we've got Nick Malloy, who is a really interesting person. He is the son of one of the most treasured media personalities in our area, Frank Malloy, who, who's uh, the, uh, the anchor of the 6 p.m. news and one of the sports broadcasters as well. He's been doing it for about, I don't know, 40 years, something like that. And um, Nick's his son, and Nick is a former voice student of mine. Um, and Nick is gonna come play some Americana and country. And the interesting thing about Nick is that he is in a wheelchair. And I'm just so excited that diversity is really being represented. That's awesome. Um, at, at this year's, I mean, it always has been Black Day, but just like I've got, I've got a fem one female performer, I've got a female, um, you know, sort of host, um, and then I've got Nick, who's who's in a wheelchair, and then I'm bringing all the way down from Atlanta, Georgia, about an hour and fifteen minutes away, uh, a, a young rapper who's doing some really. He's in his 30s, I think, and he's doing some really amazing stuff. And his name is Question ATL. And he's going to come mm -hmm. down and uh, do some hip hop. And and he's actually bringing... Love he's it. Kind of, he's kind of doing some Kendrick Lamar type stuff. He's actually bringing a, a, a blind piano pl player down to back him up. But Question is also blind. So uh, we're going to be three blind people in the house. Uh, and then... Oh, wow. Around and you're not mice. No, we're not. We're not the three blind mice. And you know what? Maybe we should form a side project and call ourselves the three blind mice. Um, I know. I do like a bit of cheese. So anyway. Um, oh, me too. So, so then, um, and then my band is going to take the stage and, and conclude the show, uh, play about an hour and a half. And uh, that will take us around the o'clock hour. And so uh, I and love was, you have to kind of be out of the Douglas by 10. Well, well, you have to be out by 11. So we got to start breaking down at 10. But that's what we're going to do. It's, I'm, I'm excited to be back and, and doing it. And we have some amazing sponsors that are a part of this. Uh, Mojave Audio is a sponsor, and we're actually using all Mojave microphones. That's all we're using. And if you don't know Mojave, uh, you should. And for the money, they are, their microphones are so, I mean, they're not cheap. I'm not saying that, but they are worth about four times what they charge you. And they're, they are constructed and conceived and invented birthed into the universe by Dr. Dave Royer, who is an absolute genius when it comes to microphones. And if you don't know that name, uh, you, you've probably heard of Royer Labs, which is Dave's other company. So Dave Royer has two companies, one's Mojave and one's uh, Royer Labs. And so they're, they're helping to sponsor the event. And we're using, except for, the mystery, except for the mistress of ceremony, who's using a wireless microphone. Every other microphone on stage will be a Mojave audio mic. And, and I, I did that because they, they are the best sounding mics I have ever heard. And it's just, it's incredible. We're going to also have a special guest join me to jam with uh, uh, the band. Uh, his name is Rob Walker. And you may not know that name, but you will probably know if you love Southern rock, 
you will probably uh, know the name of the band called Stillwater. And yep. uh, Rob Walker was a guitar player for Stillwater. And Rob's mm -hmm. sort of quasi-retired, but he's going to come be a special guest and family song coming soon. I love this. So everyone, joeystuckey.com is the website. Keep up with him on there. He's on Twitter, Facebook, do you, you, Instagram. I think you're oh, on yeah. Instagram, and, right? Yep. I'm on I, Instagram, I just, Twitter, I, Facebook. I see Joey everywhere. TikTok. Yeah. I'm all like, he's there. He's there. So keep <laughs> up with him there and watch for the announcements. We're going to talk more next month as well and do a special show dedicated to Joey Alive Day because we love that he's alive and, and the positivity that comes with it and the music. And Nancy and I now have to go to Macon, Georgia and hang out. I mean, come on. I've so, been wanting they, this to happen, but it's just never happened for us. But it's going it's to happen. happen. It's going to happen. You know. So everyone, thank you for joining us here on the Big Weekly Blend. Uh, of course, you know, this is also part of our Big Weekly Blend magazine because we have a weekly magazine because we're crazy. So uh, follow us on blendradioandtv.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the magazine and this podcast in your new in your email box. Uh, just follow us on bigblendradio.com for the actual show as well, or go to youtube.com uh, forward slash at bigblendradio. We're on everything, Spotify, Apple, Google, all of it. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in Big Weekly Blend and you'll find it. Thank you so much, Joey. Always a pleasure. Thank Everyone, you, check the links in the show notes for all the articles. It's like, you know, reggae day is coming up on, you know, the end of the week. So we have reggae coming in for that too. So one quick answer. If you think reggae, Joey, what is one person that comes to mind? Oh, Bob Marley. Real quick. Ah, of course. Gotta, so we know it's good. And we're going to have Peter Tosh too, because I like the rebels. All right. Take care. Bye, Thank everybody. you, Joey.